So the fact that Formula One is the most successful formula, the fact that it's this international brand, is largely a marketing job, right? Uh, on the one hand, like, partially it is because it's the fastest thing out there, but it became so, uh, largely as sort of this marketing exercise. Isn't 24 Hours of Le Mans faster? Is it Le Mans? I think, Le- I think lap Le times, no. It's Le Mans. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm saying that. I'm not French. I don't yeah. know. No, I just I say correct. Le Mans. I was correcting him. I say Le Mans because his I want. pronunciation makes me want to die. <laughs> because I want men in the auto industry to take me seriously. 24 uh, hours no. of the men. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my gender affirming clinic. <laughs> yeah. Um, we do we do we do surgeries one day a year, but we do them nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want the endurance surgical team. <laughs> a guy with a fucking like rivet gun comes at me. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I, get, I go in for FFS finally, and just some guy with a Dremel, like with huge bags under his eyes, like, it's a whole it's a whole pit crew. Yeah, the last thing you see before the Anastasia kicks in is a guy putting the like stop go board out in front of you. It's so so fast you don't even need anesthetic. We're allowed to joke about this because I want FFS. Anyway, continue. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this together. This is this is already like bonus episode madness here. So the way the way a Formula One series works is it's run over a whole year, right? And the original format of going to race at a track is like a race meeting, a race weekend. Everybody brings their cars on a trailer. You race for you know one or two days, and the guy who does best gets a big prize. But in French, it was a Grand Prix, right? Oh, we we. That's what that's what a Grand Prix is. It's a big prize. Um, uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's a big pricks. Once again, <laughs> also true. Also true. <laughs> he receives a big penis. Um, and the Formula God, One season changed careers. <laughs> the, for, the Formula One season links together a varying by year series of Grand Prix. Uh, so you have you have like a race weekend in. Uh, say Spa, and then you have another in Monza, and then you have another in you know Austria, or Watkins Glen, or Laguna Seca, or wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saudi Arabia now. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. get to that. Um, <laughs> and the way, the way in which you score Formula One is it's uh, it's two simultaneous points based championships, right? You have one for the drivers seen here doing the ragtime, uh, you know, send me a kiss by wire. The other Next slide, please. Is for the constructors, and a constructor is like a team that fields a car, right? Um, and there's there's two kinds of teams, more or less, right? There's works teams uh, who are like mostly a car manufacturer first, so Ferrari, Alfa Romeo, Mercedes, McLaren. Right? Yeah, and then yeah. you have what are called privateers, and those are much more interesting because <laughs> uh, it costs a lot of money to run a Formula One team, like hundreds of millions a year, easily, and not necessarily the low hundreds either. Um, 
And so if you don't have that financially successful car builder propping it up like Mercedes or Ferrari, right, that's willing to spend all of that money because it's a drop in the ocean to them for prestige reasons, then what you're left with is this picture. One very, very angry man with a <laughs> cell phone. Uh, this is Gunter Steiner. He's the um, uh, the team principal for Haas. Uh, <laughs> who is who is left? Four awards. Uh, I don't. Uh, damnedest team. We'll say. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and so, what his job is to be on his cell phone all the time, trying to beg, borrow, steal, cajole, bribe from every billionaire he can get to take yeah. his calls. Right. Um, and that could be, you know, rich people who could be fucking selling anything. They could be selling energy drinks. They could be. Uh, oh, oh. Hmm. Speaking of which, uh, just to just to wholesomely boost my friend's work. Uh, hmm. My friends Alanis King and uh, Elizabeth Blackstock are writing a book called about the Rich Energy F1 team, hmm. which is oh, that's gonna be fucking exciting. hilarious. And oh. they have done incredibly good work on reporting about this absolute like Tesla vaporware dream of a team. <laughs> um, so uh, they're not paying me. I just genuinely am super excited to read this Plus book. To their work, <laughs> That's sure. all I wanted to say. <laughs> so, so these these privateer teams have to have some kind of like moneyed interest outside of car makers, right? Uh, like Gene Haas, the guy who founded Haas, is like did like fucking automation things. You can get like a CNC machine from him. Um, the guy who's currently funding Haas, uh, who we'll get to, is like a a, a Siberian mining oligarch. Um, well, boy, howdy! That sounds on the up and up. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what about uh, what about Elsid Barrett? <laughs> Elsid Barrett. Elsid Barrett. Yeah, huh? Barrett's privateers. Oh, oh god, god damn. damn you, man. How I wish I wasn't a brook. Close my podcast. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a communist, but a summary execution for us. Yeah, now I'm a good communist. It, it used to be. It- it used to be kind yeah. of cheaper to run uh, a Formula One team, so it didn't have to used to be billionaires. You could just be an ordinary, regular, working Joe millionaire. Um, yes. So, for instance, um, if you if you wanted to run like a team run by aristocrats, you could do that. Uh, if you wanted, if you, sometimes it was a racing driver themselves who had made good, like Brabham. Um, someone who would was, uh, someone who would uh, cruise the seas for American gold. Um, yeah, I don't know yeah. if you know how that song goes, but he was not very successful. No, no, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> he loses his legs, dude. Like that's not, that's not me mocking the disabled. I'm just saying, like 1700s Canada, you lose your legs, things are not going to end well for you. So, privateer teams used to have this reputation as being kind of like outsiders and being sort of more working class. I mean, the, like the name even, like it suggests that they are piratical in nature. Yeah. They assemble these cars out of parts, they get like crated engines and, you know, they they put them together and the result is you have something that theoretically very cheaply you can humiliate a Ferrari or a Mercedes with. They're, they're not they're not piratical though cuz they're privateers. They have a letter of mark. 
That's true. Yeah. I hate you so much. <laughs> I, I loathe you. This is this is no longer the case. Now that Formula One is, has become more expensive for a variety of reasons, um, it's now this, it, particularly privateer teams, are this sort of billionaire toy set. Um, and billionaires, as, as we've mentioned before on this show, are absolute freaks. I mean, yes. they're not normal people in the slightest. And so they usually take a big personal interest and they usually try and micromanage and they usually try and like raise their cell phone guy, like Gunther Steiner's blood pressure a lot by threatening to take away all of the money if they don't win. This is very, very dangerous or, for him. Or, in the yeah. case of Haas, hmm. uh, if you don't let my shitty-ass yes. son drive, yes. Yeah. then yes. you don't get to have an F1 team. I'm just gonna say, we have we have a Mazepin slide later, but... Oh, thank god, okay, I know. But I just, yeah. this, I is, this is not a... This is this is a phenomenon that we're going to have to talk about. And we may as well talk about it now, which is like multiple billionaires have now been like you have to let my awful son drive your Formula 1 car. Um this includes Lance Stroll by the way. A lot of people will tell you that like oh he doesn't count as a fail son because he's not a bad driver, but get fucked he is. He's only in there for money. Um, the, the okay, if I can take a, an extremely spicy take, hmm. Lewis Hamilton is one of the only people in the current field I respect. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, As a human being. Mm -hmm. oh, no, I agree. Uh, yeah, what? I know, me too. I just, Is oh, that, that doesn't taste yeah. good going down. <laughs> yeah, it's not, a, not, a, not one that tastes good going down, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. the man has morals. He doesn't yep. give a shit what anybody thinks of him. He's completely dripped out constantly, which I have to respect as a trans woman. Like that's that's <laughs> saying saying somebody is constantly dripped out is the highest praise I can give. Uh, also, he he's genuinely an incredible driver, and his family is like semi wealthy because he had to do karting and stuff. But they're not like psychopath rich. Yeah, absolutely. He just got a spot because he was so fucking good you couldn't ignore him. Like this is a sport that is dripping like just soaking wet with racism and as a black man he still has dominated the sport because he's that fucking good and also i mean mercedes makes great f1 cars granted whatever he's still fucking incredible so everybody oh, else yeah. i have i have ranging from no opinion to like mazapin i have like the most negative opinion of like i i hope i meet him in person so i can tell him what i think of him <laughs> uh, <sighs> but like it, it, hamilton is fucking God tier. Anyway, that's well, my he little shows spiel. up and he's like, "Well, I'm the only professional here," and then just wins every race. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty yeah, much. By, by, by means of having a small amount of professionalism. Bear <laughs> <laughs> like, in mind, this is like nothing new. Formula it used to be worse. Like Formula One drivers used to show up drunk. Uh, James Hunt <laughs> used to like have fucking like uh, you know a three martini lunch before getting in the car. Um, James Hunt. James Hunt would get roadhead in the middle of an F1 event. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like, they also used to have to drive that, to and from their the own room? events. <laughs> there's, there's a story... Uh, <laughs> you don't want them to use that gun on your God, <laughs> that, is a, that is a fucking career I would have been meant for. If only I was born there's, sooner. We Jesus. call this gun the throat goat. <laughs> there's the story about the Argentine driver uh, Juan Manuel Fangio, right? Where he's like, I, he says, I only crashed twice in my career, and 
And both of those times it was from sleep deprivation because I had to drive from France to Italy to get from <laughs> one Grand Prix to another. And I got out of my regular car into my Formula One car <laughs> on no sleep, having been up for about three days and drove it into a wall. So yeah, no, it's it's insanely dangerous, and it's more so when you add someone like Nikita Mazepin. But he is he's a future slide. Um, also, even if you're a Ferrari, even if you're Mercedes, you still need a shit ton of huge sponsors, which is why all of the cars are covered in logos. It's why Mercedes is like AMG Mercedes Petronas, um, and and so on and so on and so on. Um, also, a lot of these sponsors used to be tobacco companies because it was the last place it was legal for them to advertise. Yeah, the good Hell old days. Yeah. 